the college football experience, Miami Hurricanes 2022 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Bet fifty dollars at WinBet, get two hundred dollars in free bets. Uh, bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy and sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Yes, IP Vanish is the official VPN for SGPN, and they're offering seventy percent off if you go to ipvanish.com/sgp. Once again, that is ipvanish.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash Discord. This is Brian Bosworth, aka the Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out, Boz out. Colby swinging database dead, aka pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> it's all about the you this episode as they get rid of that turnover chain. Shocking news. Mm. I am joined by my co host. Give it up for former. Former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, Yes, you are a wild one, Patty C. And this one is a wild one. Talking Miami Hurricane football. I didn't come here to study. I come here to study. <laughs> sucks. It really sucks. Oh, so and appropriate. Here we go. Uh, look, I mean, Patty C. This is uh, this is part of the reason why the ACC is on very, very, very thin ice. I read it. I read several articles in the past couple of weeks uh, from from national publications or or you know newspapers where they were citing the downfall of the ACC. Some of it was expanding the brands of basically the adding adding yeah. especially Syracuse and Boston College, but. Uh, a lot of key points was the fact that they thought Virginia Tech, Florida State, and Miami would be a lot better in the ACC. Clemson no. kind of been the only one that's been holding their end of the bargain. Yeah. Um, 
Man, even Georgia Tech they thought would be better. Um, well, it should so, be. Yeah, all of those teams have been a disappointment. Miami, we just looked at it. Uh, seven straight seasons from '86 to '94 or '93, I think it was. Maybe, no, '92, uh, where they finished in the top three in both the AP and the coaches poll. Ridiculous. They were once the juggernaut in college football. Now, not so much. But getting back on track here. Ten. I'm counting ten. So between the f- the five win mark and the seven win mark, ten years of that since two thousand seven. Between five and seven, yeah, wins. Just absolutely mediocre since joining the ACC. I mean, I bet you Washington State probably has a. I mean, they only have one double digit win season in nineteen years of football. Not good. One. Not good. Uh, they got to step it up. And they bring in Manny Diaz. No, I'm sorry. Jeez, Mario Cristobal. They, they got rid of Manny Jeez. Diaz. I'm sorry. I must apologize for that. It's kind of a big deal right now. Uh, Mario Cristobal killing it on the recruiting trail, which which is what we expected. But also the NIL money stepping up for the program right now. As uh, I forget the name of their big booster, but he is making uh, no qualms about it. He is going after. It is not Nevin Shapiro. It is another Miami booster. Yes, probably I mean, making his money off um, of similar. I feel like we need to know his name, uh, but Miami sitting at number ten in the recruiting rankings for twenty twenty three. John Ruiz, yes, okay, yes, originally from Brooklyn, New York, uh, but he is uh, he is a, a conv- wait. Oh, that's Nevin Shapiro. Okay, that's from Brooklyn. Never mind. Uh, John Ruiz, though, uh, uh, is definitely making headlines. By saying, bring it on, NCAA. You know, I'm going through a law firm. Oh yeah, fuck you. Uh, he's, he's saying, hey, the Supreme Court's ruling overrules anything you. And he's probably on. right. And uh, but it appears the U is on the way back, Patty C. But let's talk a little Mario Cristobal, Mario Cristobal, whatever. Because uh, if you look at this, Patty C. I got the the graphic up there. Sixty two and sixty in eleven years. Is hmm. he the man? That is bringing back. Now I, I'll tell you this: I do think they're going to end up the most talented team in the ACC very, very shortly. Well, right, and recruiting has always been his supposed strong suit, and he that that was proven at Oregon. They did really well under him. But I also think by doing that, that'll probably ruffle enough feathers that Florida State will want. To, they'll find a way to get enough money to start stealing some of those players. It's good for the business. It's good for college football when you start having all that. But is he the man, Patty C? That is gonna is will Miami be in the playoff with Mario Cristobal? Will they be net winning national championships with Mario Cristobal? I it seems like his ceiling is about what he was able to do at Oregon. I'm probably a little higher down in Miami. Obviously, between the playing there, the coaching experience there, the ties he has there, and the more talent that's at his disposal. I mean, if you, if he can do put the fence up around Miami. That's kind of all it takes, and then you're you're right there in that in that thing. So I think he is working towards that, but you know, number ten class right now isn't isn't there. You need to be a number a top five recruiting class, but that's going to take time for him. A couple, if he can crank out a couple ten win seasons, all of a sudden Miami gets his mojo back and look out. So a year ago, Manny Diaz was there. Is this an upgrade from then? Yes, I agree, but I think slightly. Well, well, no, I'd say the biggest upgrade is the NIL being legal. Yeah. That's humongous for them. <laughs> that's you know. to me like, holy shit. 
they're going to be nasty because yeah. I do think they're going to find ways to Manny channel. Diaz yeah. has to be pissed that uh, he was wrong. Yeah. Life's about timing. A lot of life is about timing. Uh, you know, the thing is we'll get to recruiting. Manny Diaz didn't do terribly. You know, he just wasn't super elite, you know, which yeah. Miami probably needs, but yeah, his timing <laughs> was really bad. Yeah. And his luck was really bad yeah, I'm saying. on like, a couple bounces. Like the, you, you look back at last season, you know, okay. What's uh seven and five. They got murked by Alabama. We expected that they actually got very fortunate to beat Appalachian state. Yeah. That game was, they needed the last second field goal to win that they were losing yeah. 24, 23. Uh, the Michigan state game is a little, a little misleading. They actually, uh, that was close. Yeah. That was, that close was kind of neck of and neck yardage wise. Uh, the Virginia game was completely bad luck. Completely they bad. Clanked luck. one yeah. off the uh, upright. Virginia at the had bottom. a touchdown that was like uh, the thrown to the defender. Oh yeah, remember that? Like, like it hit off the guy's back. He rolled over and it just fell yeah. into his hands. Yeah. He was like, All right, touchdown. Uh, however, I do think North Carolina. And I'll be honest, they did get a little bit lucky with NC State. They did get a little lucky with NC State. They won by one against NC State. They only beat Georgia Tech by three. They played in a lot yeah. of close <laughs> games. Look at that. From every game, from every Virginia, single game, one, except two, for three, four, five, six straight games that were decided by four points or less. That's half the season. You're in a dogfight. You know, what I think will help them though. At Oregon, they had the PAC 12, I think is a, a stronger football conference or it has been recently than the ACC, but also the nine game scheduled to eight. If I look, I mean, I know they have an, a tough ninth game this year, yeah. but I think, and I look elsewhere. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to dive well, into Oregon it. Oregon usually talk. has a tough 10th game elsewhere. Yeah. yeah like this know? year, I think Oregon's got Georgia and BYU. I mean, so I think softing it up a little bit and also being home where I think he's better at recruiting in Miami than in Eugene. Uh, I think, I think it's uh it's, it's a lot of potential here for stuff. Patty C let's hop into it last year. Uh, well, there's, like I said, seven and five. Um, now they have new off a new offensive coordinator. That's Josh Gaddis, who took the Michigan Wolverines to the college football playoff for the first time in their existence or the invitational as we call it. Uh, Gaddis, are you buying in on him being an elite offensive coordinator? Patty C it's tough to say what I'll, I'll say this. I was impressed with his adjustment back to Harbaugh's system. Harbaugh's system had been, you know, what it was is slam the ball in. You don't have enough passing. Then they tried to come in and bring Gaddis in from Alabama. They were throwing the ball around down there and it, it was too much of a transition and too, too different from Michigan's true identity. And so I thought this past year, he did a really good job of blending the two running the ball really hard, but also having explosive plays and a, and a relatively consistent passing game, which in Miami's history, a pro style approach like that has been what they do. They have a lot of both great running backs, great receivers. Josh Gaddis is a Butch Davis guy. Well, there you go. There Coming you go. Home, then. Say no more. I do. I was impressed with him. I mean, I'd like to see it for an extended period of time because at the beginning, the offense wasn't moving too well. But last year at Michigan, it it freaking moved, obviously. So if he if he's got that moving at a, a Miami, then look out. Well, I can tell you this: last year they were twenty third in scoring offense. Uh, Rhett Lashley was the offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach of the SMU Mustangs. They were nine, 97th in rush offense at Miami. Mm, well, that's, that's, that's that the air raid. Air raid yeah. 10th uh, in pass offense, 19th in total offense. But look, Derek King uh, got injured, and Ryan Van Dyke, who you're seeing on this, by the way, subscribe on YouTube, folks. We are 
on YouTube now. So subscribe to the college football experience on YouTube, um, but also uh, subscribe on wherever any pl- podcast platform is found. And also remember to subscribe to the college basketball experience. Loved what Jimmy Laranega is building there in South Florida. But if you see this graphic here, uh, Ryan, you know, Ryan, or I'm sorry, Ryan Van Dyke, Tyler Van Dyke uh, is, is, is back. And he lit up college football last year when he came in, it seemed like the team thrived better with him than with the Eric King. I mean, he, he put up some insane stats. He did. He did 25 touchdowns, six picks. Yeah. We'll Getting take after that. it. Yeah. Now running back Jalen Knighton is back. Patty C. Uh, one of three wideouts is back, and that's Keyshawn Smith. Tight end Will Mallory. This guy's a fucking beast. He's back. Uh, three of five starters on the offensive line are back, led by Ja'Kai Clark. Uh, I, are you at all concerned going from Air Raid to Gaddis's, uh, I don't know, pro style? Or I don't even, what did you call it? Pro style? I, spread, maybe? Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I was spread pro style spread. I, I, they probably have an official term that they made for a power spread or something. But um, am I concerned at the transition that the offense will have to make to that? No, no, no. Right, that that uh, Tyler Van Dyke. You know, very common to see a sophomore slump at, at a quarterbacks. You could argue Spencer Rattler last year. You could argue. Uh, you know, you can go on and on and on. And I'm sure his numbers will probably take a hit not being in the uh, air raid yeah. essentially. Um, but that doesn't mean I think he'll perform any worse. I think when you watch him play, he passes the eye test. He he looks like a guy that's going to be an NFL, you know, at least mid-level NFL. He does. Uh, they're already projected first rounder potentially. Uh, I mean, well, look, we locked up the under me, you, and Nick on the Miami Hurricanes last year, and that thing cashed. That thing cashed. Yeah. But uh, you're getting I, a slightly different vibe, aren't you? This, about this, this thing is cashed for a long time on the under. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kobe has uh, where where I've been TMZ Pat and buying the Miami hype. Kobe's been the realist here for a long time. Well, it, but this is not like Florida State. If you listen to our Florida State episode, first off, go listen to it. Um, if you haven't, uh, I said when I watch, they don't have players. And I and I stand by that statement. If anything, I'm actually going to be invited to do a Florida State podcast soon. And I'm excited to talk about that because they don't jump off screen to me very little from a player standpoint. When I watch now, Miami, I would argue they do have players and, and, and I, even in their seven and five and six win seasons, I'll see you guys that I'm like, Oh, okay. This guy can play. Well, let me tell you what I, I was impressed. Well, I did Donald Chaney get injured last year at running back. Cause I'm looking I was pretty impressed with him. I feel like two years ago, I'll have to dig up his stats, but it looks like he only had 11 carries last year. Um, I was impressed with him, but Jalen Knight and Cameron Harris, solid backs, but not like, not what they'd had. I mean, yeah, I they mean, used to have three NFL running backs. Yeah. I pro mean, bowlers may, on their you roster. can make a case. The greatest backfield. I mean, no Thurman Thomas and Barry Sanders might have something to say about it at Oklahoma state. But at one point I want to say what Willis McGahee, Frank Gore, uh, Portis. Clinton Portis. And I think the fourth guy was like James Jackson, maybe yeah. or something. I yeah, don't know, but I don't know. Uh, I think Jackson was just before that. What about Najee Davenport? That was the fourth. Yeah, guy. that was the fourth yeah. one. Okay. They, they were just absolutely loaded. Um, so yeah, that they don't have that. They need to get back to that. If they're going to be the old Miami now on the defensive side of the ball, they went out and hired Kevin Steele. Uh, this guy's been everywhere. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I know he's been as a head coach. He was just nine and 37, but first off in his past, like 
three, like there was a 12 month period where he was with Auburn, Tennessee, Maryland, and Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Auburn really wanted him <laughs> over to be head coach. Yeah. 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 So uh, it'll be, I do think he's a good defensive coordinator though. This is a guy that coached under Don capers. He's coached under uh, uh, Tom Osborne. I mean, you name it. Uh, even uh, he's, he's got an impressive career. Throughout I mean, the he's been at some winners, uh, Florida state, Alabama, Clemson, LSU and Auburn. Yeah. I mean, he's, I think it's a good hire actually, man. I do. Cause I think this defense could be talented, but they are only bringing back four starters on defense, which is a little bit of a red flag. Uh, they were the 82nd scoring defense in the country last year, which is fucking ridiculous. They were 44th against the run a hundred and second against the pass uh, 75th in total defense, Miami 75th in total Patty. See your, this is one that I would argue with your recruiting rankings. You can't be 75th. I mean, if you look at the recruiting rankings, they should be like the 10th best defense every year. Well, supposedly tackling was an issue. And let's be honest, like discipline Something at basic. Miami. Supposedly <laughs> supposedly tackling was the issue. Supposedly <laughs> hitting was the issue. Um discipline at Miami, I can't really put it all on that. Um, but that has long been an issue. The turnover chain thing, I'm glad he got rid of it. It's just like Miami got into where they were buying their own hype for a long time and just never living up to it. And I think if I'm not mistaken, back when they were like had a resurgence in the early two thousands, that's kind of what they had to do then too. Ed Reed was like, F you all, you know, we're, we're being dogs out here. We're working hard as hell. We're not taking anything for granted. And then they came back up. So if they're doing that again, maybe they start making some tackles. I do like the steel hire. I'm just wondering if he'll be there next year. Cause con- right. continuity would be good. Yeah. Uh, four star, uh, uh, four stars back on defense. Like I said, zero, zero on the defensive line, which I think is another thing we serve. Wait, isn't uh? let me see here. Leonard, um, Leonard Taylor. Isn't he a defense lineman? But wait, he, did he get the main amount of starts? Cause I, uh, from what I was gathering, now, not- I don't know how they judge that. Did if you started a few games, I don't know, but uh, based off of what I can tell, I see zero. But um, let me see if he had a, any any stats that I'm be, sure he probably started some games. Well, but. he's being projected as like a preseason what? Uh, well, third look, team all conference. Even though what I was going to say was even though I was going to circle that, yeah, Miami should have no problems finding good defensive linemen. Yeah, they've kind be. of been a factory for like fifty fucking years at defensive linemen, so yeah. I imagine they'll be fine. Yeah, uh, two or three back in the linebacking core, led by Corey Flag. Leonard uh, Taylor only played in six games, so there must have been like an mm. injury or suspension, more likely. Two or four back in the secondary, led by former five-star safety James Williams. That's supposed to be the hot shot ACC defensive rookie of the year last year. So. Kicker and punter are back. That's always good if you're in close games, which they were in a shit ton of them last year. Uh, Patty C, we're gonna talk recruiting rankings. We're gonna talk uh, transfer portal, which is so so big in these days, this day and age of college football. We're gonna talk Vegas expectations for the U in year one of the Mario Cristobal era and what what we project. So. But before that, I gotta get us paid. I want to tell you that the college football experience Miami Hurricanes team preview is brought to you by WinBet. Bet fifty dollars at WinBet, get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group 
and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. IP vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off. If you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP, once again, that is 70% off. Uh, at ipvanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGPN discord. Make sure to check out our new discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. All right. We are back talking hurricane football. Patty C here we go. The transfer portal that we talk about now, Mario Cristobal. It's going to be, I mean, I'm curious your take, but I think I would, are, I think, I think a dub, a dub on the uh, recruiting front with, with the, when it comes to the transfer portal, he landed linebacker, Caleb Johnson from UCLA defensive lineman, Daryl Jackson from Maryland offensive lineman, Jonathan Dennis from Oregon. That was a huge get uh, defensive lineman, Akeem Mesidor from West Virginia, cornerback, Daryl Porter from West Virginia, who was really good. That's a great get defensive lineman, Mitchell Agude from UCLA, which I think is another good get offensive lineman logo, Logan Sagapolu from Oregon <laughs> running back, Henry Parrish from old miss. I think these are all pretty substantial gets defensive end uh, Antonio uh, Moultrie from uh, UAB played good ball there at UAB with the shout out to welcome to UAB. Um, Defensive uh, lineman Jake Lichtenstein from Southern Cal, <laughs> uh, and wide receiver Frank Ladson from Clemson. I would say he definitely. Those are a lot of contributors. That's right what I'm there. saying. Now they did lose a lot too. So, but let let I'll I'll, I'll wait for you to judge the full thing. Well, wide receiver is Dazlin Warsham. He left for Auburn. They did lose punter Nelson Foley. Linebacker uh, linebacker Deshaun Troutman is in the portal. Defensive end Cameron Williams is in the portal. Uh, they lost running back Cody Brown, four star to Virginia. Mm. Tony Elliott. Oh yeah, Indy that's right. Or that's winning that Daytona 500. That's right, winning that race. And even though they grabbed a couple players from West Virginia, they did lose Tyreek Austin Cave, a linebacker, Cave, I think it is, to West Virginia. Uh, they also lost tight end Larry Hodges to Middle Tennessee. They also lost defensive lineman Nesta Jade Silvera to Arizona State. They lost kicker Camden Price to the portal, but once again, he was not a starter, so yeah. I think they'll be okay there. They did lose offensive lineman Corey Gaynor to North Carolina in state or in in conference, not in state, but uh, safety Jervin Hall to Utah State. Wide receiver Mark Pope, who I, I think he was a solid contributor to Jackson State. Mm. Deion Sanders. Deion doing his thing. Linebacker Bradley Jennings to Indiana. Defensive lineman Quentin Williams to Marshall. Wide receiver D. Wiggins to Louisville. Wide receiver Jeremiah Payton to the portal. And offensive tackle Kayleon Herbert to the portal. They still lost a shit ton of players, but I still think what they got was so good. Yeah. That I think I think it's a for sure. I win. mean, in terms of just name recognition, let alone like statistical like production, they definitely got some players that will be contributors. Yeah, I think they won the transfer portal, and uh, apparently Pat, that's yeah. that's been the case. You know, uh, the transfer portal rankings not hard to sell Miami, Patty C. Yeah, <laughs> easy peasy. Twenty four seven's been uh, releasing transfer portal rankings for four four cycles now. Miami nationally, 
on the first two cycles were number one, right? Wow. Then number eight, number twelve this year. So this is actually the worst year they've done transferring. Which probably means they'll go twelve and zero. Right. The other years they're seven and five, six. Not and six, relying yeah. on the transfer portal quite as much uh, is Cristobal apparently, or maybe he just didn't get the head start that he needed. But within the conference, that's still good for the second best transfer class. Well, talk to me about recruiting rankings. Recruiting again. This is a team that um, has gone a little bit stagnant. At at Miami, you're only going to do so. You're only going to fall so far, but they've fallen pretty close to as far as they will. Eight, seventeen, eleven, eleven, and thirteen. Still not bad mm. within the conference. That's been good for two, four, three, two, three. Miami's going to get their talent. There's just way too much talent in Miami for them not to get it. Um, but they should be putting the fence around it and getting a top five class every year. So they really need to do that. Their composite's been in the in the high teens, um, and their composite within the conference has been like two or three. So they haven't been playing up to their talent level within the conference, although not that far off of it. They they were a little close. If they if they were like a several wins, like we said, by like three points or less, if they could come up just a little bit with coaching, all of a sudden they could be a 10 win team. I For don't sure. think they're that far away. Well, yeah. And Las Vegas is expecting the hurricanes. If you're watching, uh, you will see right here on this graphic, shout out to the SGPN graphics team. Um, Miami's win total is at eight and a half, which I feel like is normally a little bit. It's normally a little bit higher. I feel like normally it's at nine, nine and a half, ten. They finally calmed down on it. Vegas calmed down on it. The the under is at minus one twenty. The over is at plus one hundred. So Vegas leaning towards an eight and four season. Patty C. Um, let's hop into it because uh, this schedule is genius. Uh, they play three teams that had a winning record a year ago <laughs> out of 12 games. Nice. So if they're anything like last year, although I will say uh, cross division, they draw Florida state, Miami uh, or Florida state and Clemson. That's no fun. Well, I mean, Florida state's fun. Yeah. I'd I rather play so. Florida state than NC state. Yeah, probably. Yeah. At this point, definitely, probably, definitely. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great, I can totally see momentum behind Cristobal here. Kind of a cakewalk in this, the non-conference. Dude, they play nobody. Yeah. I mean, I mean honestly, like let's, I will say this. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even, they get one back to back away stretch. Um, that we'll get to, but uh, yeah, week one they play Bethune Cookman, an FCS team that only won like three games last year or two <laughs> games, two games. That game sucks, and that game will be a blowout. Yeah, you two agree? And nine, yeah. yeah, last year, yeah, Miami all over them. Uh, then they take on Frank Gore Jr. coming coming back to Daddy's home. That's right. Take on three and nine Southern Miss. <laughs> That's a big fat dub. And then this is the one you circle. They go to Kyle Field to take on Texas A&M. I am not one of these people that just buys into A&M. It, Colorado was horrible last year, and Colorado was beating him for fifty nine minutes and, and lost. Yeah, ten to seven. Um, A&M has been known to have some clunkers. They could totally lose this, dude. Uh, a game after App State. I mean, even Sam Houston might give them a little more than their bargain. Yeah, they lost. For their- by, they lost to Arkansas. They lost to Mississippi State in College Station. Why can't Miami win this game? Miami could win that. It's game. like a 50 50 game to me. I honestly don't, I, I'd I'm give it a slight edge to a and M cause yeah. it's the crowd, 
But they beat Alabama last year. They also lost at home to Mississippi State. What is Miami and Mississippi State? What, like, if you played tomorrow, who would you give that edge to? Probably slight, slightly to Miami. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's right there. Yeah. <sighs> okay, give me that as a loss. I, don't, I I still think that's a very winnable game. Well, that would be an amazing start for My, them if they got there. Texas A&M has no quarterback. They have uh, Miami's got the way better quarterback too. That's true. And maybe I don't know. I guess you got to give the coaching advantage to Fisher at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then they're home to Middle Tennessee. It was six and six a year ago. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> so I got a three and one, potentially four now. Right? They get a bye week before hosting North Carolina, which I think is huge. This schedule's genius because I do think North Carolina has been one of the teams to give them some fits lately. North Carolina leads the all-time series eleven to five, has won three in a row and five of the last seven. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's great you get an extra week to focus on that. They can beat North Carolina at home. They can. Four of those. So this is this is a tricky game though because I do think North Carolina is pretty talented. Yeah, but I am going to take Miami to win this game. This is a tricky game. We need to see what uh, North Carolina is doing at the quarterback position, but I think the bye uh, does help uh, them coming into this. I want to see what North Carolina has. North Carolina is coming off of games against Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. They'll probably be worn out for that. That plays well for Miami. Yeah, so I got Miami there at. Uh, Four and one, potentially five and zero. Oh, Patty C. Uh, then they head to Lane Stadium, October fifteenth. They've gotten the better of Virginia Tech lately. I want to pull that up because Tech had been getting the better of them. But I'll even I'll even take take Virginia Tech to win this. I don't know that I believe that Virginia Tech will get this. Uh, Miami winners of four of the last five uh, in Lane. Six of the last eight in um, Lane. I, I, just give me the Lane. The lane numbers. in lane, they've won two of the last three. Wait, let me see that. No, in lane, they've won three of the last four. Mm. I'll say this between North Carolina and Virginia Tech, they lose one. Yeah, I agree with you. So then I would have them at uh, what four and two, right? They're yep. home to Duke, five and two, at UVA, six and two. Ooh, I don't know that I agree with that. I don't think I agree with that. I think they take an L at UVA. <laughs> you 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 sit there and you act like. <laughs> I mean, this guy sell. You know, UVA was six and six last year. You know, UVA beat them last year, right? Yeah, well, the luckiest shit. You just said it earlier this episode. Hey, a win is a win. Um, let me see what the series has been lately. Uh, they only lead this series eleven to eight all time. Um, two and two in their last four against uh, UVA, including zero and one at UVA. They lost two of their last three of their last Who are you four. Taking? They lost four of their last five at Virginia. They don't go to Charlottesville and win very often, do they? Uh, they do now. No, they Lights don't. Your torches. They're taking it All out. Right. Uh, I got them grabbing that dub. Then they have the Florida State game, rivalry game. They lost last year. I think they get I think it they done get them this year at home. Yeah. Then they're at Georgia Tech, which for some reason, this is a great look ahead spot because they're at Clemson. And if they're having a good season, Georgia Tech gives them fits. I feel like uh, I think what's his name is one and one against them, and, and or two and one against them, and then uh, that's ridiculous. And last year they only lost by three. Atlanta I'm gonna, versus Miami. I'm gonna take Miami to get that dub. Then they're at Clemson. I'll give that a loss. Yeah. And then this is the one that I think resides. This you know, is really tricky because yeah. you have them at what now eight? 
I have, yeah, I have them at. Uh, this is it. If they win, they're on the over. You have losses uh, at A and M, at Virginia Tech, at Tech, and at, at Clemson. Clemson. Mm. So you have them at eight and three with one game left, hosting Pitt. What are you gonna do? This is not one of my better plays. Give me the over on Miami. I disagree. I think they're hitting the under. Even I if can't they- believe I'm saying this. But this schedule sucks. This it schedule is awful. This is they play three teams that had a winning record a year ago. Yeah, they should based on that. I mean, Bethune, Cookman, Southern Miss, and Middle Tennessee as your non-conference. Uh, All they got to do is pull one upset, either at A and M or at Clemson, and you've pretty much locked this thing up. Yeah, this is what people don't understand about an eight-game conference schedule. You can schedule A and M as your like a non-conference game. That's like a conference game for another team. And then yeah. imagine if Ohio State in there. Non-conference had Bethune, Cookman, Southern Miss, and Middle Tennessee, and no Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah they get massacred. Yeah. They get massacred uh, in the public. So it's kind of bullshit. But this is an easy schedule. That said, there is a little the ACC portion of it's kind of tough. I mean, North Carolina, <laughs> Virginia Tech, at Virginia Tech, at Virginia, at Clemson. At Virginia is not tough. At Virginia hasn't been tough since fucking They're Simeon Willis. One and yeah. five in their last six trips. Okay, to but Charlotte I'm Charlotte. just saying in general, that's not a tough environment. Well, it has been for them. Um, but anyway, and then hosting Pitt. Pitt was Pitt. Pitt's still looking good. Pitt could beat him. Florida State could. I'm beat thinking them, eight and four. I'm thinking eight and four. Look, I'm taking the under. I don't like it. I don't. You know, I'm not a big fan of Mario Cristobal from a coaching point of view, from an X and O's point of view. Not a. He's great at recruiting, but. I could totally see them beating A and M or Clemson. I don't see that as like a. a I think those are like games that they're going to be in. Well, so, here's the thing: even if they go eight and four, knowing the ACC Coastal, there's a decent chance they sneak into the ACC championship game. And you know, at that point, a one-off against a, a Clemson team, presumably that uh, sometimes doesn't have a very good offense, they could win that. They could be ACC champs. That's entirely possible. But I mean, I think you can make a case. That sounds crazy because I I don't expect them to run the table, but I wouldn't shock me with this schedule. I don't think you're really tested much in this schedule. Hmm. I think you're sleeping on, despite some of these teams uh, having three winning records from a year ago. I'm just saying, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, they were six and six. Florida State, six Clemson, and six. Florida State. You're still hanging on to it. But you don't How have... many years is it gonna take? Hey, let me. Let, they played Florida State <laughs> last year, Colby. Who yes. won? Who won? Okay, but, who won the game? Okay, but Miami's not good. Okay, so but there that, you but go. With crystal ball coming in. What do you? What, how? I mean, how are you arguing with me? As Florida State, a dangerous game for Miami. When's when the, they beat them last year. When's the last time Florida State won in Miami? Let me look at that. I get so sick and tired of this guy. This guy talks like <laughs> he talks like Florida State's won the national championship every year. <laughs> Just sells that well, shit. Florida State was beating Clemson late in that well, game. But even Florida State last year, they were getting their ass up. They came back to win that. Miami had won four before before last year. In in Miami. Yeah, and they uh Give me this. I all got day. Miami. I'm just saying you're just counting these as wins. I don't think they necessarily are. Look, I think Miami is overrated every year. I think they're overrated this year. It is a special moment. Yeah. when Colby's <laughs> believing in Miami. No, it's not that I'm believing that schedule sucks. <laughs> all right. And I think even if you're overrated, you're going to get, you're going to hit the over on that. Maybe 
Maybe I disagree. I say eight and four, but it's close. What? What? Honestly, okay. Let me ask you. They this. have upside. Miami does. L- let me ask you this then. Yeah. Okay. W- just blindly right now, I know this. We, we we just what do you project Texas A&M's record to be this year? I would guess nine and three or eight and four. <laughs> okay. What do you what do you think? Like Southern Miss, probably a losing record, yeah. right? Yeah. Middle Tennessee, six and six. Yeah. Okay. North Carolina. You think they're gonna have a winning year? Six and six, seven and five. Virginia Tech. Same. Maybe seven five for Virginia Tech. Duke, three and nine. Virginia, six and six. Florida State, seven and five. <laughs> Whoa, they haven't had a seven and five season. Oh, I think we did project them at like yeah. five and seven. Yeah, I was about to previewed. say, go Maybe. listen to that episode. Yeah, uh, Georgia Tech, three and nine. So you you have them then Clemson and Pitt. So pretty much three winning teams. Maybe Virginia Tech is your fourth. The schedule's <laughs> easy. Give me the over on the Hurricanes. Patty sees on the under. Vegas is leaning towards the under. So I say, let's go. Well, let's go. I'm still believing that Miami's going to figure it out one of these days. And I think Cristobal is the best chance they've had in a long time. Nine and three, maybe even 10 and two, 11 and one. I could totally see them being beating AM. I'm kind of rooting for the Hurricanes. Yeah, I heard it here first. Subscribe to the college football experience. Also remember subscribe to the college basketball experience. Cause love, love what Jimmy Laranaga is doing down there in South Florida. Got Nigel pack coming in. We got you covered on the college basketball experience. We talk college hoops year round. We talk college football here year round, subscribe to both. Tell a friend. Also check out the college baseball experience with me and Noah Beanick. The hurricanes keep a good baseball team. A rod, a rod went there. Patty C did he now? Uh, so check out all three of those. Also all of our other platforms, sports gambling podcast is already going through NFL futures. If you're a dolphins fan, I know South Florida has a ton of giants and jets fans and stuff like that. They got you covered fantasy football wise, fantasy football, gambling podcast. Check that out. NBA gambling podcast, MLB gambling podcast. Check out all those great, great podcast that we have there. Uh, even MMA, I think, uh, you know, good MMA scene down there. Check out the MMA gambling podcast. Oh yeah. I'm sure the folks in Miami love a little, yeah. little fighting Kimbo yeah. slice. Come on. There you go. Uh, feel like Coco beware's from there. Yeah, Not that he was right. in MMA <laughs> <laughs> pro wrestling MMA. Uh, yeah. Kind Check of out the, the soccer thing. gambling podcast. We got the world cup right around the corner and we're already, we're already killing it on the soccer gambling podcast. Check out all those. I think you dig them all. Wasn't They're Beckham all free. going to get a team down in Miami. Sure. I don't know if that I already really happened. Stay, uh, yeah. Pele? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, might as well be. Uh, subscribe to all that. Look, if you go to co- the College Football Experience on iTunes, give us a five star review. And if you do that, take a screenshot. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D or the College Football Experience Twitter account at TCE on SGPN. Show us that screenshot, and we'll send you a College Experience T-shirt. How about that? Brand new. All right, not out of Patty C's closet. Check it out. Get it there, and uh, folks, yeah. All right. This is the college football experience, Miami Hurricane style. I'm on the over. He's on the under. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. The only thing on my mind, Gene, was pussy. You gotta go for it. It's easy to see a tide turn.